This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Yes, clap to the Lord. It was a good night of worship. I enjoyed that. I hope you did. It's a great time just to honor God and sit in his presence and worship him. If you need a Bible, once you get your hand up real high, our ushers have put the Bible in your hand, and then you can turn to Romans chapter number one. Romans chapter one, and that's where we'll give you an opportunity to receive the tithes and offerings tonight. And you can still sign up for the marriage retreat. That is four weeks from tomorrow. So we welcome all of you that are married today. You gotta be married to go to that. If you're not married, we need to hook you up here real quick, okay? We, we can do that in the name of Jesus. Romans chapter one, verse 17, or verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now this is the apostle Paul saying that. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I, I, I believe this is a big area of our lives too. We get to that place and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm, I'm not ashamed to be called to Jesus freak. I'm not ashamed of that. And he goes on to say, for it. Now, what would be the it? The power of the gospel of Christ is the it. Is the power of God to salvation. For listen to this. For everyone who believes. Woo, praise God. That's good news right there. For the Jew first and also for the Greek or the Gentile. For in it. Now again, you, you may want to circle that it again. What's the it? The power of the gospel of Christ. For in the power of the gospel in Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed. Now, when you see what he's talking about here, the, the, continual, the, the continuous revelation of God's righteousness. You know what the word righteousness means? Just real easy to help us. I'm in right standing with God. How do you get in right standing with God? Is it because you've been good for a week? No. Have you been fast? And that's a good thing, but that's not how you get right with God. The only way we get right with God is through Jesus. He represents every one of us. And so he says, through the righteousness of God, it is revealed from faith to faith. Now, what would that mean from faith to faith? Well, I, I get born again, and I'm saved by grace through faith, but the way I live the rest of my life is through grace by faith, just over and over and over. So he's telling us here that your life will be a, a story of every chapter will be faith to faith to faith to faith. Now, what's that has to do with tithing? Well, tithing takes precisely faith. What do you mean by that? Well, to step out and honor God with the first fruits of your increase, it's going to take faith. But just like the gospel is true in the area of salvation, gospel is true in the area of, of the, the promises of even finances, that God will take care of you. How do you know he'll take care of you? Well, in Romans 3.10, he says he'll open the windows of heaven. I, I'm into open the windows of heaven. I like that thought. 
And he said, I'll pour out a blessing on you that there will not be room enough for you to receive. Anybody like that thought? I love that thought. And then he said, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake and the fruit of your ground shall not return barren. And so, again, my, my life and your life, it's going to be a journey of faith. And the journey of faith is all centered around the gospel of Christ. Every bit of it. And so when I read this verse, I'm like, man, Lord, d double me up in faith right now. I, I need my faith to swell. I, I want my faith to grow. I want my faith to be live and active. And so he ends and says, the just shall live by faith. The just. That's me and you. So again, we just live by faith. So again, when it comes to your giving, step out by faith and honor God and watch what he'll do. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. Ooh, we thank you for the gospel of Christ. We thank you for your word. And it's forever settled in heaven. And that all your promises through Christ Jesus are yes and amen or yes and so be it. And so, Lord, we give you glory for that. And, Father God, we just thank you for your word tonight, Lord, that you would feed our faith and starve our doubts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to begin here in the book of Isaiah 55. Actually, I'm going to be in the Old Testament most of the night or all the night. Isaiah chapter 55, and when we get into this here, I, I believe this is just levels of faith that we all need to get a hold of here. And so in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, Jeremiah the prophet said that God watches over his word to perform it. So if God's watching over his word to perform it, me and you must be people of the word. Not, not just to know about the word, but to actually believe it and live it. So we begin here in Isaiah 55, verse 10. For as the rain came down and the snow from heaven, the rain and the snow, they fall from heaven. And they do not go back there. They, they do not return. The rain and the snow doesn't return. But it waters the earth. And it makes it bring forth in bud. That it may give seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. So when the water comes down and waters the earth. It causes the plants to grow. And before long, it causes there to be fruit off of those plants that grow. You know, I, I remember last summer when we were in that drought, man, my lawn looked horrible. I was like, oh my gosh, just looked horrible. And I remember the first time the Lord blessed us with rain, it looked like my, my yard took on a new life. Anybody remember that? I went out and looked at Oh, Lord, your, your rain is so much better than that water that comes out of my sprinklers. And it's a lot cheaper, too. The analogy here is this. God is going to tell us that his word works very similar to this. That I take the word and I plant it in my heart. And I continue watering myself with the, wa the, the wa water of the word of God. And before long... What's that, what, what, or what's that seed going to do? It's going to begin to produce. Verse number 11. 
so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Now it's interesting here. God says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Now we can go all the way back to the beginning of time. If you go into Genesis chapter one, it will say this over and over. And God said, and God said, and God said. For the first six days, God said, God said, God, God spoke. I, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. You know what that is? God spoke and bang, it happened. Just like that. And so he says, my word that goes forth from my mouth, it's got to be spoken out of my mouth. It, my word, shall not return to me void, empty, or unfulfilled. But it, the word of God, will accomplish what I please. And it, the word of God, shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. So God's word cannot be barren or fruitless. Within the word of God has, has life-changing power in it. But it's interesting that God said, the word that goes out of my mouth. Now we're called to imitate God. So something would happen when me and you would begin to speak the word of God out of my mouth. I, I must hide God's word in, in my heart. And how do I do that? I read the word and I speak the word and I have the word where it's ready on demand. It's ready all the time. I, I keep my heart full of the word of God. And so it's like we, we put, we put the, the backup files on the word, of the word of God on this cloud, which is our heart. The unstoppable power of the word of God. And so when life comes at me, what comes out of your heart? What comes out of your mouth? See, that's where you begin to know what's in you. When life comes at you, when, when, when circumstances arrive, when situations arrive, do you speak the word of God to your mountains? This is what this is. I, I, I have a re, uh, reserve of the word of God in my heart where I never let that be depleted. And so that's why you stay in the word day after day after day. Now, turn with me to the book of Joshua, chapter number one. And these are all little simple passages of scripture. Joshua chapter one, but as you're turning there, I am today what I believe and I spoke about myself yesterday. And so when I read this and all this, we're, we're very similar to a car's transmission. When I get in my car, it doesn't take any more effort for me to put it in drive or reverse. But yet, one will get me going this way and one will get me going that way. When it comes to the word of God, you want to go forward. You want to keep going forward with it, okay? And this is what part of this is about, man, that I, I've got to stay with the word of God. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Now what has happened here is Joseph is being promoted. I mean, not Joseph, Joshua is being promoted. Verse two, Moses, my servant, 
is, is dead. He's, he's done. His time here on the earth is over. Now therefore arise. He said, now get up. It, it's time to move forward. Now with every one of us, it's, it's important to remember the past, the good times and learn from the bad times. But watch what he says in, in, in verse three. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give you as I said to Moses. So you know what he's telling him? Don't, don't stay stuck in the past. You're, you're gonna have to move forward. You're gonna have to keep going. Verse five, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Now, what, what an incredible promise here that he gives us. I, I'll be with you. And he ends this verse and says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will not abandon you or fail you. And it's good news right there. God doesn't jump off, okay? Even when life gets tough. Verse number six. Be strong and a good courage. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance of the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. So when he says, be strong and of good courage, this phrase right here occurs four times in Joshua chapter one. And so the New Testament reference of that is Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong and a good courage. Be strong. Do you know what I find? The longer I go in this Christian walk, you're gonna have to have some courage. And I believe that should be one of our prayers when we get up, Lord. Grace us today to be strong in you and the power of our, uh, your mind. Grace us today with great courage. Verse seven. Only be strong and very courageous. Only. Now, when you see the Bible repeat itself over and over again, and I said this is four times in this chapter, you know what I believe that's for? God really, really, really wants us to get this. It's like you got to get a hold of this. Be strong and very courageous. Why? That you may observe to do according to the, all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Now listen real close to what he says. Do not turn from it. And I don't know how many times tonight we've had the word it. It's in reference to the word of God. Do not, I command you, do not turn from it to the right hand or the left that you may prosper wherever you go. So for me to walk in the, the things of God, the blessings of God, the peace of God, the joy, your life and my life, it's gotta be tethered to the word of God. I, I gotta stay with it. And that's why I said, don't go to the left, don't go to the left, just stay with the word. And I believe that's a great thought for, I've got to stay with the word. How long? Your whole life. Just stay with the word and stay with the word. And don't give up on the word of God. It will produce. Now watch what he tells us. Verse eight is, is just loaded with truth here. This book of the law 
shall not depart from your mouth. I've got to get the word in my mouth. The words that come out of my mouth are self-fulfilling prophecies. How, how do you know that my words are powerful? Your words are powerful. Here's a great verse for you. Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth will speak. So you know what that means? Whatever I'm putting into my heart, there will be a day that it's gonna come out of your mouth. And he said, don't, don't let this book of the law depart out of your mouth. You gotta get the word and you gotta speak the word and, and you gotta confess that over your life and, and you gotta have these affirmations of the word of God. And it's very similar to the things we talked about last week. It's almost like God saying, we, we gotta get this in the hearts of people right here in early 2023. Start finding scripture that applies to your life and begin to speak it and speak it and speak it and speak it. And before long, it'll bear fruit. So the first thing he tells them, he says, listen, Joshua, speak the word. There's power in the spoken word. The second thing, but you shall meditate in it. You shall meditate in what? You'll meditate in the word of God. The word meditate means to roll over and over in my mind. It means to recite it. It has a word that means to mutter it. The word mutter means to talk or to converse to oneself out loud. People think I'm crazy if I'm doing that. Now they won't. Speak the word of God out loud. Meditate on it day and night. And look at the third area he, he lets us know. that you may observe to do it. I've got to get a place, according to James, that I become a doer of the word and not a hearer only. You know what that means? I'm gonna have to obey the word. So the three things that I highlight, he said, speak the word, meditate on the word, think on the word. The Proverbs said, Proverbs 24, seven says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Think in line with the word of God. Actually, that's, that's a good one to learn on that is, is Romans 12, 2, which says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God. So what he's telling is that you gotta start thinking in line with the word of God. The third area is, I've gotta become a doer of the word and not hearer only. So when I obey the word, what, watch the end of this right here. Pay close attention to this. For then, what's the then? After I've spoken, I've meditated, and I've done the word of God, for then, now listen real close. For then, you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Now, I believe if I had us raise our hands for everybody who would like to have prosperity and good success, I hope it would be unanimous. So the Bible right here, he begins to give me the blueprint. And, and when we talk about success and prosperity, that's, that's not for me to live popular. It's not me to have fame and power. That's for me to be hooked to the kingdom of God, where God gets all the glory and 
man, I just become a, a blessed to, to be a blessing to other people. So this is his desire for every one of us. And so again, every one of us had the same opportunity to get born again. That's the starting point. Man, your homework assignment is get in the word. Get in the word. I, I encourage you, start reading, even if it's just one chapter in the New Testament every day. And then another thing to do is good is there's 31 Proverbs. Whatever day of the month it is, read that proverb. How many times do I read them? The rest of your life. Every month, you start over. And one thing that will challenge you is I, I encourage you to read in different translations. And one of the things I've had to learn to do in my life is I've had to learn to slow down and digest the word of God. And what I mean by that is God is more into quality than quantity. You know what I mean by that? How many of you have ever read a, a chapter in the Bible and after you got done, you thought, I, I don't even have a clue what I just read. Has anybody ever happened that? I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh. There's times in my life I lay my hands on my head and say, grace my focus, Lord. Grace me. So just, just slow down. And as you navigate through the word of God, mark scripture, highlight scripture. And then you may even need to journal it because you're gonna start coming across scripture that will say, that's what I'm going through right now. And then I get a hold of the word of God and I begin to speak it over my life. It's very simple, but also very powerful when you begin to do that day by day by day. So let me give you some thoughts here, everything I've just said. According to Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you catch that right there, the only way that faith is going to come is I must hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. How long do I got to hear? The rest of your life. Enjoy the journey. And so if you ever read the Bible completely through in a year, then next year read it again. And just keep getting it again and again and again. And before long, that begins to settle in your heart. And man, I'm telling you, God begins to work. Now go with me to the book of Genesis, chapter number 27. Genesis chapter 27. And I'm, I'm going to have to paraphrase a little bit of this just because I can't be here all night. But through this passage, you're going to see firsthand the power of your words. So here in Genesis 27, we got a husband and wife, a husband named Isaac and his wife is named Rebecca. Abraham was Isaac's daddy. Rebecca's dad, I don't know if he was Laban's or not. He was one of them. But anyhow, they have two kids. A son named Esau and a son named Jacob. According to the Bible, Esau was very hairy. He said, it sounds like my husband. Well, if your husband's very hairy, he may have some genes of Esau, Okay. Jacob was, was slick-skinned, I guess is what they were talking about. 
So Isaac, he loved both his sons, but he really preferred Esau. Esau was an outdoorsman. Esau loved to hunt. Rebecca loved Jacob. And so one day, Rebecca overhears a conversation with Isaac and Esau, and Isaac says to Esau, I've gotten old and I can't see anymore. And he said, but I would like for you to go out and kill an animal and make me some, some savory food. I'm hungry. And he said, after you do that, I'm going to speak or I'm going to command the blessing upon you. So Rebecca overhears that. And Rebecca begins to plot and to scheme against what Isaac had told Esau. So she calls Jacob in, the son she really loved, and she said, listen, Jacob, go out and kill two goats and fix your dad a, a meal of some great food, okay? And he's like, why, mom? Well, she reveals your dad's gonna give the blessing to Esau, but instead of that happening, we're gonna send you in. Well, he's smart enough to realize I'm not hairy like Esau. And he's going to figure that out. And she said, oh, no, 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 I got another plan. She said, we're going to put some animal skins on you that are real hairy. And not only will they be real hairy, you'll smell like an animal. Now, this is all in the Bible. These guys, I'm telling you, man, they got into deception a lot of times. So we begin here for time's sake in verse 19. So Jacob said to his father, Jacob comes on the scene and he says, I am Esau, your firstborn. You know what that says right there? Liar, liar, pants on fire. You're not, you're not Esau. So he blatantly lies to his father. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game. Now listen to what he says. That your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. You know what that says? Liar, liar, pants on fire. That's not what happened. So he's got a problem lying. Verse 21. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So he's gotten suspicious. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, the voice of Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Something's not right here. Hmm. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he said, he blessed him. He blessed him. And keep reading here. Then he said, are you really my son Esau? And he said, I am. Three times he asked him that. Three times he lies. He said, bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may eat and and." so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. 
Then his father Isaac said to him, come near now and kiss me, my son. That was in their custom, okay? That was Hebrew custom. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled him, and the smell of his clothing. So he's touched his old hairy arm, and he smelled him. Yep, that's, that's got to be Esau. He's got that leave me alone cologne on. He's stinketh. Now watch what happens. And he blessed him. How did he bless him? And he blessed him and he said. Now the point of this right here is the blessing can't be the blessing until it's spoken. Wow. So right there it shows me the power of my words. So he says this over, over Jacob. Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who blessed you. Now, in Isaac's blessing right here, he declared and he spoke all these things over Jacob's future. If you study Jacob's future, you know what find out? Every one of those things that he spoke out of his mouth, they all happened. They occurred just like he spoke. Verse 30. Now it happened as soon as Isaac finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from the hunting. Uh-oh, uh-oh, it's getting ready to hit the fan, uh-oh. He also had made savory food and he brought it to his father and he said to his father, let my father rise and eat of his son's game. Now listen, that your soul may bless me. Now you gotta understand this. In the Hebrew culture, the oldest would normally get the blessing, but listen, they all wanted that blessing. They all desired the blessing from their father. I mean, it was a big deal. And here's an interesting thing, and I got time to tell you. When the Israeli guy Haim was with us about two months ago, Haim from the Sea of Galilee, I'm eating lunch with him one day, and we start talking about the blessings. And he said, oh, it's, it's in Jewish culture. He said, we, we love the blessing." He said, it's one of the greatest things that happens on, on the Sabbath meal. That he said, we sit around and blessings are pronounced over our children and all that. And he said this, he said, I have Jewish buddies that don't even believe in Jesus. They don't believe in God either, let alone Jesus. They don't believe in God. But he said, on the, the day of the Sabbath, now listen about the Sabbath. The Sabbath starts at sunset on Friday and it ends at sunset on Saturday. He said, they still participate in the Sabbath. And I said, well, why would they participate in the Sabbath? They don't even believe in God. And he said, they all want the blessing. And I looked and I said, you're kidding. He goes, oh no. He said, they all come just for the blessing. So 
when he said that, I, I begin to get an insight. This, this is a big deal. This, this is huge. Man, I, I think it ought to be big in America. I mean, we ought to be people who pronounce blessings. I mean, we ought to be blessing people. Lord, Lord bless you. That's all number six. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord smile upon you. His countenance be upon you. His peace be upon you. Okay, back to the story. Verse 32. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? Remember, he can't see. Who are you? So he said, I'm your son, your firstborn Esau. Remember, I'm the hairy one. He doesn't say that there. I just put that in there. Verse 33, now watch. Then Isaac, the father, trembled exceedingly. Why did he, he tremble exceedingly? He knew the power of words. He knew the power of a spoken blessing. So he trembled exceedingly. Now watch what this says. And he said, who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate of all of it before you came and I have blessed him and indeed he shall be blessed. In other words, when the blessing was spoken out of his mouth, there were no do-overs. He knew that it was like it was in concrete. So to a Jewish a family, they understood the power of speaking blessings and they understood the power of their words. So off of that, let me ask you something. Do you speak blessing? See, so you use words to change your situation. Speak the things of God. I've had things in my life, and every one of you had too, and I talked about those last week, some of the hangups in my own life. I used my words, which were the word of God, to change my situations. And you know what? We've done that not, not only for the, the alcohol in my life, not only for the sleepwalking in my life. Man, we've stood on the word of God for jobs. We said, Lord, we're going to believe you. We're going to trust you. We have just over and over and over. And so do you begin to get a glimpse here? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Truly, it is. Proverbs 6, 2 said, don't allow your words to be a snare to you. Don't allow your words to be a trap to you. Why don't you stand up here? Goodness of God, huh? Ooh, I had some more things on that with Jacob and Isaac and all that. Maybe next week. I hope this begins to resonate deep on the inside of you. I said this on Sunday. Every assignment has a Genesis moment. The word Genesis means a new beginning. I, I believe we're here early in a year. And I, I really sense God saying, man, make some changes into your life. Make some changes. Again, I, I used this a few weeks back where the Lord had told me that time, he said, everything you say out of your mouth 
tag it with, and that's just the way I want it to be. Let me give you an illustration of that real quick, but I gotta hurry. My marriage sucks, and that's just the way I want it to be. I maybe not should have said that, but you got the point. We're always broke, and we never have enough money, and that's just the way I want it to be. I, I, I never have anything good to me happen, and that's just the way I want it to be. See, we get caught up very easily in speaking the negative, speaking doubt and unbelief, but what would happen if we begin to seek what God says about us? You know what God says about you? You're more than a conqueror. That's, eight, that's Romans 8. Philippians 4, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the next time you get into a pickle in life that I can, I can, I can, no, begin to say, I can, I can. Do you know those who say they can and those who say they can't, they're both right? Wow. Come on, put your hands up here and let's pray and we'll go. Father God, we love you today. Lord, I ask you to sit upon our hearts right now. Father God, that we would, we would be people that would treasure your word. We would be people that would live by your word, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father God, grace our, our, our tongues tonight, our thoughts. And Lord, put us in motion to be doers of the word. And Lord, I pray your blessing right now over everyone in here, Lord, that you, you would bless every male and every female. You would bless every husband, every wife. You would bless every marriage covenant in this. Lord, bless in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.